UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. Last week, the Kansas City Council released a cultural assessment report on the pervasiveness of racism and sexism in the Kansas City Fire Department. The report was produced by a third-party consultant and commissioned by the KCFD in response to a 2020 Kansas City Star investigation that exposed discrimination inside the department. In short, the new report said that lots of problems remain even three years later. Here today to talk about the report are the star reporters who first broke the story back in 2020. They are Glenn Rice. Glenn, good to have you again. Thank you for having me, Steve. And Mike Hendricks. Mike, good to have you too. Uh, Glad to be here. You know, Glenn, there's a phrase in the journalism business that sort of goes, you know, you ring the bell when you produce a great story. You know, you guys took this story on in late 2020. The city took a look at your story, hired a third party consultant and concluded that, yeah, a lot of problems persist. Talk about vindication for the work you did. How, How do you see it? Well, uh, Yes, uh, th- that that is correct. Uh, one of the things that uh, you know we always looking to see, uh, you know, the, the the validation of some of the findings we have is, is very, uh, I would say, rewarding, uh, in a sense that that you know it, it, it turned out that what we had to what we reported was was accurate, was on point, but it also uh, continued to look at some of the problems that continue to exist within the fire department. And Mike, so, uh, the. the y- to your point, to Glenn's point, lots of problems remain here, even since your story came out in December of 2020. What's your sense of what work remains here? Well, it, one thing I, I got out of the, uh, the cultural assessment report was the uh, consultant's uh, concern about the uh, relationship and the influence of the uh, the two uh firefighter unions uh, have on management and and that uh, that basically that the unions are in control of the department and that there needs to be some more balance. I was going to say, Glenn, the report does suggest that these unions wield way too much power. What two unions are we talking about here? We're referring to Local 42. uh, That consists of the firefighters. Uh, local 388 is consists of the captains, battalion chiefs, and deputy chiefs. So uh, those two unions... uh, pretty much represent the entire body of the uh, entire fire service in Kansas City. You've been watching this fire department, Glenn, for a long time. How much power do those unions have? Surprisingly, an awful lot. Uh, as you know, they they yield a lot of political power within local governments, uh, county government, even state government and so forth. So, uh, yeah, they do. So a lot of elected officials, those who are seeking office, often go to them for their political support. Uh, they yield a lot of power. They have a lot of influence. They have a lot of members and they have a lot of people who support what they do in terms of being firefighters. So and they generate a lot of money for those candidates. So. I was going to say, Mike Hendricks, uh, as someone I've covered politics in this town for a while now, and you've always had a sense, I've always had a sense that city leaders have long cowered before the fire department for just the reason that Glenn Rice laid out. Well, indeed, there's there's a lot of money involved. Uh, Local 42 uh, has a uh, has a, a pack called Taxpayers Unlimited. And if you go through the uh, uh, reports, the finance campaign finance reports, uh, as I have been doing uh, on the city council, the candidates and the mayor, et cetera, the mayor's race, uh, they they hold a lot of sway. I, they they spend a lot of money, and uh, if you get the uh, there's a, many politicians are do not want to uh, 
to to uh, go against uh, the unions for that reason. Well, okay, it's one thing to say, Glenn, that the unions have a whole lot of power here. It's something else to say, what do you do about that? What what can you do about that? At this point, that remains to be seen. Um, I don't know. I think one of the things that obviously as journalists we have to look into uh, institutions like uh, Local 42 and 38, uh, it has to be to the point where some politicians aren't going to cower to their mm-hmm. demands, if you will. Uh you know, the, the, you know, shed some light on what they do and how they do it and the levels of influence and whether uh, there's enough political will to reject that. So one thing I found interesting from the report, and, and if you look at back at the history of the fire department unions, uh, the, the fire department uh, uh, had the upper hand, uh, the administration, the management did up until like the 1980s. After that, there was more and more cooperation between the unions and the uh, and the management, and about 20 years ago, they created a uh, labor management committee in which the, basically the unions and the uh, management sign off on all major decisions. And since then, that the imbalance has, has grown. Well, Mike, given that, what can you do about it? What can the city, how can the city address that? Well, they're going to have to, all parties involved are going to have to get together and, and, uh, and do some negotiation and soul searching, I mm. believe. Uh, there's going to have to be some give. You know, Glenn, should more progress have been made during the last couple of years since uh, your stories came out? Because we are, you know, talking about more than two full years that have passed since your report first appeared in the Star, and and then there's the release of this internal city review. Should we have seen more progress by now? You would think that we would have. Uh, in some cases, from what I've told from my source within the fire department, the problem has gone a lot worse. Uh, they're more covert in terms of how they deal with things, uh, how, they, how they do things. So, yes, I think uh, it's incumbent upon the city, uh, the city council in particular. They knew the problems exist. Uh, they had talked about it. They had sessions, meetings, and so forth. And they really should have held the department's feet to the fire to ensure that these changes that they real that that they uh, came up uh, would uh, be dealt with. So yes, they should have. Well, let's be more specific. Another, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, there's another report out there that we haven't gotten our hands on that they commissioned a uh, a uh, law firm to do and gave them several hundred thousand dollars, which uh, is up in the city's legal department. And we're really uh, aching to see what's in that. But so far, they've been reluctant to even give us a sanitized version of it. Why hasn't them been released, Mike, given the fact that public dollars paid for it? They're saying it's part of uh, a legal, you know, uh, uh, legal work that uh, mm-hmm. they were basically talking to folks and talking to them uh, candidly and pretty much giving, ensuring that they would uh, have, have uh, uh, be anonymous, I believe. And so they need to go, uh, apparently it's a much more candid than the report we got. We'll be right back. Well, again, let's be a little more specific here about some of the issues we're talking about. I want to read uh, from some of the allegations here. Some firefighters reported that they had been grabbed in sexually inappropriate ways and subjected to racial slurs at fire stations. This report also pointed to some troubling findings along the lines of firefighters treat fire scenes in poorer neighborhoods differently from more affluent neighborhoods uh, was another charge. Uh, Still a third one, erratic driving on the way to fires was actually 
honored in some fire stations. You add all these things up and you can't help but come to the conclusion that something was seriously amiss here with the culture of the department. How are city leaders, Mike Kendricks, responding to this new cultural assessment of the fire department? Well, so far, they haven't told us a whole lot. Uh, they haven't been, uh, we, but we uh, talked with them last week. Uh, they uh, had, most of them had not, uh, either they did not get back to us or they uh, had not read the report yet. Uh, it's, it was 163 pages, only about 100 pages of it is actual report. The rest of it's appendix. Uh, so I would think by now we would hear from the city, some city leaders, but we haven't heard a whole lot. We've heard a little bit, Glenn Rice. Uh, I can I couldn't help but notice that Councilman Dan Fowler from the Northland is saying that this report suggests that there's a need for massive changes. Any sense of what he's talking about there? One thing that uh, Councilman Fowler mentioned to me was when he read the report in 2020 that he was very upset. He said it actually making made him sick, and so uh, he he he. I, for my take, that he felt it should have been up. To, it should be. A bottom to top uh, examination of how things things are done. Uh, if things are not done properly, if there's racist or sexist behavior, that needs to be rooted out and dealt with immediately. Uh, one thing I want to add to what Mike has said about our efforts to contact all the council people, including the mayor, uh, was just that, you know, we text them, call them, email them. Uh, I even hit the mayor on Twitter and got radio silence. And wow. so uh, so I, that was very uh Interesting that they took that approach. Uh, even pr- leading up to it, there was some discussion uh, that uh, that that you know they would comment on it once once the report was out. Uh, granted, uh, last week was a busy week. It right. was released on this particular day. They had council meetings, they had council sessions, and then you know we had this Super Bowl thing. Right. So, right. but yet that's still you know an excuse. you can you know we looked at it and, and wrote about it. Uh, you know, it wouldn't take much to kind of skim through it. Some some did say that they're in the process of reading it. Some others had personal um, issues dealing that they were dealing with. So they weren't able to participate in, in any of the council sessions and so forth. We, so, we got a comment from Mayor Lucas just the other day. Let's listen to what he had to say in response here. I think it is fair for anyone who's been looking at our fire department for years to note, and this was raised in the report, that while administrators may change, sometimes changing culture is a lot harder. It requires the cooperation of the union. It requires the cooperation of a lot of folks who have had, I think, some influence on that department for decades, if not generations. And so I think you may keep seeing these sorts of things if we don't actually say and make it clear that our culture is changing, that there is a new day. You know, Mike Hendricks, there is a search on for a new police chief now to a new fire chief to succeed Donna Lake, uh, who has stepped down. Does this add some fuel to the idea that we need to bring in an outsider to head this department? I would think so. That's uh, it's awful, awfully difficult uh, because that's also a cultural thing um, uh, that they're sort of expect, expecting that you're going to rise to the ranks. But uh, it, to me, anyway, it seems like it would be a, a um, a signal that they need to get some fresh eyes on this. Glenn, I also couldn't help but notice that former fire chief uh, Donna Lake retired 30 years uh, after 30 years in the department just last month, shortly uh, before this internal report was going to be released. Do we know if there's a connection there? I mean, did she step down because she knew this report was coming out and it might be uh, a tough report? I think that remains to be seen as just the timing appears to be rather coincidental or ironic that she, you know, left around that time and even reached out to her for comment uh, through the city of Lee summit. And uh, 
still not heard back from her. But we know that there are a lot of things that it took that took place during her tenure that uh, that that needs to be examined. So I can't help but wonder how uh, how you guys first came across this story, Mike Hendricks. How did you? Well, it was actually uh, Glenn, I believe, and uh, and Allie Kite uh, were the ones who got uh, got it involved uh, first by talking to some uh, some firefighters. Glenn, how difficult was it to report? Because I assume a lot of fires, firefighters wouldn't go on the record with you. No, you're, you're correct. A lot of them did not go on, uh, on record, that fear of retaliation, fear of being ostracized. Uh, luckily, you know, there were some people who we were able to talk to who were still there. Uh, some went on the record, others did not. A lot of retired firefighters are very instrumental in helping us get to uh, some of, the fa- to some of our, our uh, findings. Um, what happens next year, Glenn? Where are we going? I think we still got to uh, determine what the council is going to do in terms of this report, what their reaction is going to be. In addition to that, uh, I think there's some things in here that I know Mike and I are going to look into a, a bit deeper, a bit more thoroughly, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some more to report. Okay, that's Glenn Rice uh, and Mike Hendricks from the Kansas City Star, whose work on uh, this uh, culture inside the Kansas City Fire Department has been well documented in the pages of the newspaper. Gentlemen, thanks so much for coming in. Always good to have you here. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thanks a lot. Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.